0: So I'm currently on the phone with Sam Spade. He's another musician that reached out about the current interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself.
1: Hey, what's going on, Alex? Uh, Sam Spade here from the Midnight Devils. I live in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Our band is based out of Nebraska and Omaha, or Omaha, Nebraska and Chicago, Illinois. So we're based out of two different towns, uh, but we've traveled all around the world. We're uh, currently writing our third record right now. So it's kind of new, up-and-coming, up exciting uh, things are happening, and uh, it's been a wild six years. Uh, just putting this band together and, and kind of learning as we go how to control our own destinies and 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 chase our dreams. It's been a very cool ride. The Midnight Devils is is, is one of the most exciting bands that that I've been in, and and I'm very grateful to have this band in my life and, and this music in my life.
0: Yeah, that sounds very cool. Um, speaking of having music in your life, let's talk about when that started. Um, when did you first come in contact with music and you know what kind, What about it made you want to connect to it?
1: Sure, I, I it seemed to always be there and I don't know how many people you talked to about this, but uh, it, it seemed like it was kind of there from the beginning and like I just felt different around when, when music was playing and especially early on, uh, for me, it was Elvis Presley was such a massively huge influence and the Beach Boys were so incredibly big uh, in, in my family uh, that those type of bands kind of really shaped and formed uh, what I love about rock and roll music. So the Beatles, uh, uh, AC/DC was another huge one that my dad just seemed to play all, all around the house. My mom was into music, my dad, and then my stepdad was actually a classically trained uh, pianist and organist. So it just kind of seemed like everything that we ever did as kids was music-related.
0: Sure. So how long or at what age do you think it was when you kind of wanted to take that next step and actually, you know, learn an instrument and start participating with music?
1: Sure. I, I think my, my parents had put us through. So when, when I was young, I, w- I was in uh, a, like a Christian school. It was a Lutheran uh, private school. And music was a very influential, you know, it, throughout the church and throughout stuff like that. it it inspired me but it wasn't the catalyst and really the catalyst for it i was eighth grade i want to say so roughly you know 14 15 16 right in that age when i uh i had heard kiss for the first time and that was the point of no return if you will that was the point that pushed me over the edge where i'm like i gotta do this i got to uh go out and get a guitar learn how to play and and start a band with my friends so it was pretty early on and I'm, I just celebrated a birthday last month and that's like 20 years of being in a touring rock and roll band it's it's kind of cool kind of crazy
0: awesome yeah that's great um so um did you start learning any instruments or anything or kind of how did you approach the you know participating in a band and uh, facilitate uh, you know filling out a role sure
1: uh, I, I had no idea so uh, in a uh all of this has just been trial and error and, and you learn as you go. And I think that's the coolest thing is that there's not like a manual on how to do this, on how to be in a, in a rock band. And you kind of really have to learn through your mistakes and and, and watch what other people do and, and take that in and build upon it. So when I was uh, 16, I, I I asked my parents to buy me a guitar. It was really that easy. I go, I want to be become a guitar player, uh, just like Ace Freely. So they went out and bought me uh, a Les Paul and I started taking lessons and then, uh, you know, a few years later, I joined my first band and it was a band of my hometown. And we, we put shows together. We were terrible, but it was something to do. And it's something for all the kids to do in the town. And we, we that band was incredible because we were all so young and so just involved in, in the music, in the band, in the traveling. And we took that band and traveled all over uh, the USA with that band. And I was really, really proud of what we accomplished, kind of without any support from anybody else there wasn't like money coming in from a label or money from our parents we did it all ourselves and I think that really instilled in me this this thing this this kind of punk rock attitude This these, these punk rock values of we don't necessarily need a, a big label or a push or anything don't tell us what we can't do we're going to go out and do it anyways
0: sure so um, stepping back a little bit you kind of mentioned that you had a band when you were in high school yeah. and coming out of that um, how did you kind of work from, you know, that band seeing kind of mild success and then, uh, coming into, um, you know, the, the band that you're with now, or are they the same band? And I just didn't make that connection.
1: No, no, no. And it, it wasn't, it was, it was a really cool question, actually. I was, so I was a guitar player in this band and we, we, like I said, we traveled all over the place. The band did great shows, uh, here in Nebraska and all, all, all throughout the Midwest. And it just didn't last. You know, we were still uh, partying and we were still kind of doing the things that were, were holding us back. And, and I think that was one of the reasons that that band didn't make it. And it really what it did is it, it pushed me into thinking like, okay, I've, I've kind of almost managed this band. I've run, I've run this band. So I think I need to go out there and put this energy that I have and this, this really creative, positive force. We need to put it into our own band and be the own, like our own masters of our destiny and, and do it without having somebody else involved. Now, coming out of the band I was in in high school, I jumped into like when I was 20, I jumped into this 80s hair metal tribute band, which was great because it gave us a chance to play out almost every weekend. We I made great money. Uh, you know, the, my chops as a musician became really, really good because you had to learn those songs and be really good. And through this band is where I met Ah, uh, kind of my partner in crime, my musical partner, Chris Heinlein, Sniper, the guitar player in the Midnight Devils. And I think uh, without without my band back in high school, I never would have uh, even attempted to join this 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 '80s hair metal band. And I would have never met my best friend of 15 years and the guy that that we wrote all these songs together.
0: Okay, and uh, that's that's a great kind of segue into kind of what my next question is. Um, Obviously, with the previous band you're in, uh, you kind of mentioned setting in kind of that those uh, punk rock vibes and that kind of philosophy yeah. towards it. Um, what do you kind of think kind of drove you into, you know, the theatrical 80s hair metal band scene that was appealing to you?
1: Yeah, very good question. Like, why do you why do you wear the makeup? Why do you why do you wear the clothes you do? It's, it, it's, it was directly related to Kiss. And I was such a big uh, such and still am such a big Kiss nerd. That I, I really felt like uh that that was what I wanted and that's what what made me feel uh, feel right I, I felt like people deserved a show and people mm-hmm. deserved uh people deserved, wanted to go party so my my whole thing was it's, it's very positive the music that we create is very positive the environment we create and the stories they're also positive and it's always about pushing that positivity and and kind of that freedom to do whatever you want and I really really do feel that through this style of music. And I don't even know that I consider it 80s hair metal music. I definitely don't think the Midnight Devils are a hair band, but I, I definitely think it's, a, it's this overwhelming creative freedom and this this freedom for not only us as musicians and as stage performers, but uh, to our fans, to, our, to anybody else to say, look, you can be who you want to be. And a million people are going to tell you, you can't do this. But at the end of the day, it's all up to you and what you want to do. You got to chase those dreams, and a million people saying no is kind of means you're on the right track, you know. So it really like and my like my dad was like, "Why do you dress like that?" I go, "This is what I want. This is what I love, and <laughs> sure. and I'm gonna do and I'm gonna do it regardless of if you say yes or no." And I really think that's like the 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 ethos, if you will, of the Midnight Devils. You know, people ask sure. like, two of the guys wear makeup. One of the guys doesn't. What? What's? Why is that?" And because I, I go, that's that's his freedom to do that. We don't we don't have any limitations. We don't tell people what to do. We really just be, go out there and be yourself and do what makes you happy. This this life is too short to to do anything less.
0: Absolutely, I completely agree. Uh, <laughs> I apologize if I pulled '80s hairband out of nowhere, but I thought I had to no, no. say
1: that. It's totally all right, and and I it, it is, and, and that's the cool thing with this with the Midnight Dells is that it does take pieces from. That early glam period of Sweet and Kiss and Slade, and it also takes pieces from Van Halen and and Guns and Roses and these these great '80s bands. But what we're doing is something that's very new. It's it's uh, people can look at it and say, I know what they're doing. Like it's uh, it, I get these feelings of the '80s, but it's brand new and exciting and electric. So uh, I always say it's you know it's not that we're an '80s hair metal band. I love those bands, I absolutely do, but with this band with the Midnight Devils is something different and something that's really, really cool.
0: Sure. So uh, let's talk about the Midnight Devils for a bit. Obviously, you know, we've kind of covered over uh, the genre uh, that it is, Uh, but tell me a bit about, you know, where you guys are at in your careers, uh, you know, what sort of tours that you're planning and, you know, where you kind of want to see it go to over the next, you know, five, 10 years.
1: Sure. Uh, We are, it's a very exciting time for us and uh, I say exciting and nerve wracking, still going back to that, those kind of punk rock roots is, is we, we've, we've done some really cool stuff. And, and like our, our, our goals are huge. It's, it's not about taking over Omaha or Chicago. For us, it's about taking over the world. And, and I really think that that, that we just keep, we go into every situation with, with that kind of mentality is, is is this going to push us to whatever whatever that next level is going to be? How do we keep this band on the road? How do we're like road dogs? It's what we love doing is being being on tour and, and being in that van and and seeing our friends all over the all over the world. We just did a, a tour uh, in Europe. We did 30 days supporting Enough's Enough, our first international tour, and uh, it, it was incredible to say the least. I, I never thought going into it, I didn't think it would be possible for us to even. Uh, you know, climb this mountain of, of traveling and taking a band across 10 different countries in Europe. And we did it through a close help, like our friends, our family, our girlfriends, so supportive of everything that we do that it's just a really cool thing. So our goal is to just put out a record, be creative, make, write these songs and then go out on tour. Kind of that blueprint that we took from our heroes of, of, of writing records and then touring every city you know in the world that's really the, the end goal is that we want to see everything we want to go everywhere We want to be everywhere just because I think as a kid you really want you join a rock band to see the world and that yeah. that's You know, I'm not gonna rest until till we accomplish that goal.
0: Yeah, that's very cool It's a it's a very traditional outlook to the way that you know, the Touring and releasing used to be I like it
1: right and and so so the what's happening is is these it's kind of like this grassroots thing, and and I felt I feel especially over these these last couple of years, uh, we kind of been the champions of of going up against those those gatekeepers and those guys that that are that are kind of not giving bands a chance. It, 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 and that's really what it seems like is that uh, all these people will say no, and when people say no, it just drives me even harder to mm. go out and do it myself. So a manager or a record label or or a booking agent or anything like that says no to me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and do it myself. I don't need these guys.
0: Yeah, that's great. And there is more and more of that uh, every day as the industry changes. And these days, it's absolutely possible for bands to do it on their own.
1: Yeah, it is. And and there's so many, it, so many outlets and so many tools at our disposal now. People talk about the internet and has it hurt or helped the music industry, you know, obviously, we see the the, the problems that, that the internet has caused. But on the other hand, it's also opened up a lot of doors to where we can reach out even farther than we could have in the past.
0: Yeah, as a whole, I would say the internet is a net positive for the artist, and probably right. a net negative for the, you know, the record labels.
1: Right. And so and so selling selling records at the end of the day, you know, is, is a difficult thing. And we found I found over over the years that selling records we do it when we're on the road and and that's really you put in that hard work playing shows touring but that's where the record sales come we don't sell records when we're sitting at home right. so we got to go out on the road and 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 do it the old fashioned way
0: yeah awesome so since you have you know been playing with so many bands and touring out there for so long and playing these shows what are some of you know your favorite memories that stand out to you
1: I have so, I have so many and I, I, we could really talk stories all night long and uh, it's like almost almost every city uh, I, I have a really good memory or a terrible memory or I have some sort of a story you know and and so the, the ones I, I remember the most are are seeing like so in January we went all the way down to Key West and we did a, a big festival down there we were on tour with Enough so enough and we traveled through Florida and being able to, we drove from Florida into Key West. And, and I guess just being able to see like the like the southernmost tip of the United States. I'm just like completely blown away that we were given this opportunity and we, we, we didn't take it lightly. And we, we went in there with respect and, and, and it was the coolest thing ever. Same with Europe, kind of seeing Europe, but seeing it with, are really good friends and i think that was like the coolest thing you can go on you can go on vacation and do all this but being able to do it with your your closest friends and you're on like this mission and there's no mercy and and we're out there to to prove a point and and to make our mark and doing that with your buddies is is one of the coolest things and it, it really instills like this camaraderie and this us against them kind of vibe throughout the midnight devils and even with with enough's enough i i can't talk enough about Chip from Enough's Enough, who produced our record and, and took us to Europe, he was really kind of the, the fourth member of the Midnight Devils, like the George Martin of the Midnight Devils, really helped us and, and has, has brought our career to a whole nother level. So kind of seeing the world with these guys has been the coolest memory in my book.
0: Yeah, that's that's very cool. Um, all right. Well, where can people find, uh, you know, Midnight Devils and listen to your stuff?
1: We are everywhere, uh, everywhere that they're, they're all over the internet. Let's just say that. So we're on all the streaming platforms. Uh, we're very active on social media. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, uh, we usually we will respond to all comments, respond to all messages. Uh, we got videos out on YouTube. We got uh, the last video we put out was, for the single highway 69 which has kind of been our, our, our smash single uh, coming out of the new record never Beg for it which came out uh, last july and so we have two videos on youtube two or three videos on youtube and everything everything else is at the midnight devils.com which is where you can pick up cds and and t-shirts and just know that anything purchased through our website goes directly into funding the tour and i'm 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 the guy that's shipping out the CDs from my house straight to your door. So it's real. It's really that easy. And I- anything purchased is a huge help in pushing us, you know, to get to the next city or to the next town or or whatever the next party is going to be.
0: Cool. Um, so I always like to give the person that I'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last word. So what's a, a message in general that you feel you resonate with that you want to put out there?
1: My message is, is very different. And I think like if, if I were to ask the other guys in my band, Jimmy, uh, our drummer, Jimmy Mess, his message would be, you know, very simple is I do what I want and then nobody's going to stop me. That's his. Chris Heinlein, our guitar player, his message is I want to play guitar and have a blast. And, and I'm a little different. I look at it like like a, a dream big and don't let anybody or anything come in between you or your dreams, not managers, not 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 a uh, record execs or, or anybody else. Nobody has the right to say you can't do something. So you're going to go out there and do it no matter if it takes your whole entire life and you sit practicing and, and working at this, it, doing this through music, through the love of rock and roll is this ultimate reward. And and I really think that uh, kind of after 20 years of being on the road, it's still exciting and still fresh and still still just my passion, my heart and soul. And I, I don't want to give it up. So I'm not. You know, it's really that simple. Chase those dreams and dream big.